This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. It's Saturday, which means I'm here with Sarah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Isn't it crazy that it's 2020? Yes. Do you remember New Year's going into 2000, like 1999 into 2000? I, I don't, as in like, I don't remember what I was doing that night. I remember like it that. being such a big deal. And my sister and I had no plans and it was 1999, right? Like you want to do something big. So we ended up crashing my stepsister who was up with some friends of hers at our house in the mountains. Mm. And my mom let us because gosh, we we were in high school. Yeah. I was in high school. Yep. My mom let us drive three and a half hours in winter up to Maine, just me and Debbie, to crash our stepsister who was there. She was in college at the time, so totally fine that she was at the mountain house with her friends without parents. But like, yeah, we just crashed and we showed up with alcohol because oh, we felt like that would make it better to crash. Yeah. She wasn't really happy to see us. Oh, bummer. Yeah, but we were like... But- we have to do something. Yeah. And did you have fun? Do you remember? I remember it being not so fun because we weren't really welcome there. Uh, yeah. It was kind of like, why are you two here? Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Welcome, sisters. <laughs> but we brought alcohol. I don't even know where we got it because neither of us were 21. We probably took it from the house. Hmm. Anyway, it's just crazy to think that we're now in 2020 and like, who would have thought? I think back three years and I'm like, who would have thought? Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> like, back six months. <laughs> Seriously. A lot has changed. Yeah. A lot has changed. Speaking of a lot has changed. So for, gosh, probably like six months, we've been doing these Saturday Q&A episodes, maybe even a little longer. Do you think it's been about that? Yes. It's been a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. And... I wanted to kind of like switch things up. I still want to do the Q&A because we love, love, love answering questions. Um, you guys share really honest, really thought-provoking questions, and, and we love doing that. Once a month, though, beginning with today, I kind of thought that it would be interesting to do an episode called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. You're like, are you nervous right now? I am nervous right now. Okay, so here's where this came from. We slash I get a lot of feedback. We get a lot of really great feedback from listeners, from clients, people who found the podcast and really love it, people who are going through the 12 weeks to transformation and are really making big changes in their lives. And and we love that. But there's also some feedback that is constructive And there's feedback that is, like, unkind Mm -hmm. and personal. And one of the things that Sarah and I talk a lot about, not only in terms of business feedback that we're like, okay, (laughs) wow, I can't imagine sending that to somebody, like, ever. But we also talk about this in terms of life and just, like, people who say things that are that are harsh and that are personal and that can feel and often are out of bounds. And we talk about, you know, like, how do you, how do you let it go? And, and I'll be the first one to say with so many things in life, like I'm working on letting this go. Like I haven't yet, but I know that I want to, and I'm trying to get there. We also hear that a lot from, from listeners and from clients, whether it's, you know, my boss said something and I just keep we're going back to it. Or, you know, I, I got in a fight with my partner and just something that he said, like, I, I know I want to let it go and I know I want to forgive, but it just keeps popping up in my mind and it's making me miserable. That is very real for me too on this end. And um, after a, a bit of feedback came through a little bit before Thanksgiving time that I was really struggling with, and I actually talked to a few people about it because um, – I just felt strongly that it didn't represent who I am and and how I show up. But I also know that everybody's entitled to their opinion. And so I was like, gosh, 
this is just, it just, I'm struggling to let it go. And I know that I'm not alone in that. So I thought that doing this episode once a month where we share some of the really great feedback that we've gotten and we share some of the the tougher, more critical feedback, as well as some of the feedback that's really hard to process would be great not only to have a broader conversation about perspective and a broader conversation about communication and a broader conversation about being able to let things go, but also because I know that if one person misunderstands something or one person takes things the wrong way, that with an audience this size, chances are more people have also. And I want to make sure everybody's on the same page about how we make decisions here and why we do things the way we do. Because while you might hear one episode of the podcast, what you don't hear is the hours of thought and conversation that went into the decision. So I thought this would be different and a cool experiment and broadly really good for all of us who get feedback that is either really constructive and hard to take or really unkind and hard to take and and where we go with that. So I don't know how long we'll do these episodes. A lot of it depends on, you know, how we feel about them, how you feel about them. But I don't want to skirt over this, this fact of life that is other people say what they think and sometimes it doesn't feel good. And where do we go from that? And can we grow from it? So that's kind of what we're going to do today. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Sarah's like nervously smiling at me right now. I am. I'm I'm always generally nervous on these. On like sharing feedback and stuff? Podcasts. Oh, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're coming up on a year, so you're infinitely more comfortable now than than you were before. Agreed. Now, we're calling it the good, the bad, the ugly, because that's just like a phrase and it's a general way to categorize, but I don't want to give the impression that you know, some of these things that we'll classify as bad are only there because they're not ugly. They're more in the constructive realm. So let's not get hung up on, you know, well, that wasn't bad. It was just constructive. Yep. Got it. We know. We're definitely not trying to to label any of these things, though some of them are more critical and some of them are more personal and none of them are comfortable to talk about, quite frankly. But I fundamentally believe that the things that are most uncomfortable become way easier when we bring them to light and we just talk about them. So that's what we're going to give a shot to today. And we'll start with just some like good, positive feedback from people who are growing and from who are learning. So even though it might be uncomfortable for you to read some of these to me while I'm sitting right here, I'm going to ask you to read them, Sarah. Okay. All right. You want to start with the first one? Yes. I hope this finds you well. I haven't communicated with you very much yet this challenge and wanted to take the opportunity to share some thoughts. Earlier this week, my sister posted a Facebook meme that said, an unhealed person can find offense in pretty much anything someone does. A healed person understands that the actions of others has absolutely nothing to do with them. Each day you get to decide which one you will be. Wow. I love that. And they continue. They go on a little bit. I mean, I love that quote is kind of perfect for this episode, right? Um, That Oftentimes when we find offense in something, it points more at something going on with us that's easier to deflect onto onto somebody else. And I always remind myself of that when I feel offended. Like, why is this pushing my buttons? Why does this bother me? I personally feel like I have more room for growth when I'm looking at what I can learn from something instead of just jumping to pulling apart, picking apart what somebody else said or did. So it was just perfect that it started with that quote. You want to read the second part of this? Yes. I just finished listening to this week's challenge and have tears in my eyes. For months, probably more like years, I have felt like things in my life were just not quite right. That even though I'd achieved so many amazing things that I will still had not arrived and also somehow lost my joy along the way. The change your state exercise and its germane counterparts just might change my life. It's a roadmap to better thinking and action that actually makes sense to me. 
after weeks of spinning my wheels trying to figure out a way to launch myself out of this sadness and inaction and into small behavior and mindset shifts that will pay huge dividends in the long run. Thank you. Thank you for the person you are, the work that you do, and the way you do it. You are wonderful. Well, that's a nice rosy way to start. It feels know. good knowing knowing where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> knowing what's ahead. That one feels pretty good. But no, I, I love that quote and I want to read it again um, because it's powerful. An unhealed person can find offense in pretty much anything someone does. A healed person understands that the actions of others have absolutely nothing to do with them. And each day we get to decide which one will be. Sarah, you and I have had a lot of conversations about this that I think sometimes people who are quick to find fault in what somebody said or how they said it or what they don't like about it, sometimes they don't have big things going on in their life. I mean, that's just... It's not, it's not an attack on those people. I've been at places in my life where I didn't really have much going on, where I was struggling and I didn't have a clear sense of purpose and I didn't have big goals that I was driving towards and I wasn't, I was trying to escape my life. I wasn't happy with my life. And so when you don't really want to look at you and what's going on with you, it's almost natural and unconscious to put energy into other people. And to pick them apart because the last thing you want to do is spend your time and energy looking at where you have room for growth, you know? Mm-hmm. That is just like so real. But then she goes on to say that like she had this sense that things in her life weren't quite right. And yeah, they, there were lots of accomplishments that she had and had made, but she lost her joy. And I just wanted to take a second to commend that honesty because sometimes people just stay there. Like, yeah, I mean, like life is fine. I'm doing things. I'm accomplishing things. I have a career. I have a family. But if you've lost your joy, then do something about it, right? And it's not always comfortable. But it's also not comfortable to kind of live in the status quo. And I just want to give this person such a huge shout out for being willing to first begin with the honesty that something doesn't feel quite right. And I feel like I am missing out on things. And then to do something about it, it's super, super, super powerful. I, I just I just love that. You want to read the next one? Yes. Thank you so very much for the call today. The timing could not have been more perfect. And your words of wisdom, as always, have inspired me to action. I mentioned to you I've signed up for the veterans group. At first, I hesitated, thinking, I haven't crushed this, so I probably shouldn't do it again. But as I've learned from you, success is about continuing, not perfection. I believe with every fiber in my body, continuing with the next session is the only way to a better life. These last few months, I have learned change is entirely about my mindset, the stories I tell myself, and my thinking. My old patterns are ingrained enough that I still need the support of the veterans group while I practice these new patterns. I will do this. I will. I've set an alarm on my phone three times a day to ask myself, what do I want a new relationship with food? Oh, why? I'm sorry. Why do I want a new relationship with food? Why will I do the work to change? I sometimes feel like a fraud when I answer them, but I will keep asking and I will keep answering no matter what. I know one day my story will be the default, and it won't feel so uncomfortable to say what I really want for myself. Thank you for all you do in the world to help people grow. I will forever be grateful I stumbled across your podcast and into the world of primal potential. It is a transformative experience. Isn't that nice? Yes, it makes me feel so warm. I know, I know. It's so cool. And what I love most about this is the shift from, well, I haven't crushed it, so I shouldn't move on, to the reality that success is about continuing. It's not about perfection. And how many times do we bail on something because we didn't nail it, when in reality, that's the exact reason we should keep going. You know, that's just so powerful that you could say like, well, I didn't, you know, I could keep working on this stuff. I shouldn't really continue forward. Or you can say, it's the exact reason I need to continue forward. And to acknowledge that just because something feels uncomfortable, 
you know, answering questions about why do I want a new relationship with food? It can feel awkward, but it only feels awkward because it's unfamiliar and her commitment to continue asking so that it becomes comfortable, so that it becomes her new way of thinking. That's just, that's the essence of change. Mm -hmm. That is where the magic comes from. And I, I just love that. And that's why I love these groups because we see messages like this all the time and it's people who have decided to do the work even when it's hard instead of not doing the work because it's easier which is ultimately harder in the long run and they're holding their themselves accountable yeah yeah let's okay. shift yes we're shifting here and i don't want to but i'm gonna <laughs> i appreciate that i don't always want to read these either but let's go I have noticed that you tend to end many of your sentences with inflection similar to that of asking a question. That is, your statement ends on an inquisitive upnote. My guess is that you are unaware of this, as I find it a habit of many speakers and even news reporters, as it has become popular in our vernacular. I'm bringing this to your attention because statements that end in questions tend to lose their impact because of that delivery, because they sound unsure and therefore lack confidence. So... I did respond to this person and I sincerely thank them for their feedback, truly. And I will say that in starting a podcast, I worked really, really hard on things like not saying um and not saying like too much and not talking too fast, which is just part of who I am talking quickly. I live in New England. That's You can't keep up around here if you don't talk fast as far as I'm concerned. Um, And it's interesting that this person says, my guess is that you're unaware of it. I actually am aware of it. And and let me share my perspective. And again, with the caveat that, you know, I don't call this bad. Obviously, she thinks that the way that I speak implies that I lack confidence. Um, I don't lack confidence in my work, for sure. There are other areas of my life where I lack confidence, but certainly not in my delivery here. However, I believe that asking questions and asking you to ask questions is a sign of open-mindedness, intelligence, and opportunity, not a lack of certainty or a lack of confidence. In fact, I personally am more wary of somebody who comes across as, this is the way that it is, this is my truth, without room for questioning. Because if I've learned any one thing in my journey of self-improvement over the last several years and in coaching people and in doing this podcast, it's that everything is a question. Everything is a question for you to explore, either in your own thinking and or in your own practice. When I share an idea, it is for your consideration. In fact, when I wrote Chasing Cupcakes, the whole premise of the book is questions. Because I fundamentally believe that the more questions you ask, the better results that you get the better of a thinker that you become through asking questions. So everything that I share here, I want you to question. I don't want anybody to think of me as like the be-all, end-all authority on mindset or creating change because we all have different truths. We all have different realities. And as I've done this podcast, my perspective has changed dramatically. So if it sounds like I'm asking questions as I present ideas, I totally am. And I respect and see and understand why some people will take that as a lack of confidence. But my perspective on that and some things I'm willing to, to change and improve. Like if somebody says, you know, um, you're mispronouncing this word or whatever. Like, I'm going to look at that. I'm going to pay attention to that. But asking questions is not something that I'm going to change because I want you to question everything. I want you to take any idea that I share or any approach that I share, and I want you to evaluate it for your own life and in your own practice and for your own results. That is very, very intentional. When I listen to people who are like, I'm the utmost authority on this and I know this is the way that it is, personally, my flags go up. And the most intelligent, wise, successful people that I know are the ones who say, I don't really know anything. 
I've got a lot of ideas and I've got some things that are working for me and I've got some things that are not working for me. Um, but I'm learning every single day. So on the one hand, I understand why some people will think that if I'm not declaring like this is the way that it is and everything doesn't sound super authoritarian or authoritative that I lack confidence. But I just want to put out there that that's not the only perspective. There are lots of other ways to see it, including the decision that I make to present everything as for your consideration. Because quite frankly, it's for mine too. The mindset tools that I present now and that I talk about now are working for me now and they might not work for me in a year. The mindset tools that I used three years ago are different from the mindset tools I use now. And the nutrition strategies that I used years ago are different from the nutrition strategies that I used, you know, that I use now. And I also think some of it comes down to like people just speak differently. And to paint with broad brush strokes, like, well, if you, if your tone is like this, then it means this. And if your tone is like that, then it, then it means that. I think that just leaves a lot a lot to get wrong, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, what are your thoughts on this? I, I read this to you when it, when it came out. Yeah, and um, as I'm looking back and, and reading it, seeing the words in front of me, um, this person actually said, my guess is that you are unaware of this. Mm-hmm. It's coming at you with assumptions. And, yeah. And, and, and talking about delivery, too. The delivery of her... Um, the delivery of her words and her statement can be totally, I, I'm, I'm speak plainly, like whatever. I, You're not going to offend anybody. No, like I know. It's tough not conversations. that. It, it's not that. It's just, uh, I feel as though her delivery could have been so much different and so much more impactful if she, if she wasn't assuming or wasn't yeah. coming at it with a guess. Yeah. Which is so interesting too. Like, we all have opportunities in this, right? So I have an opportunity when you and I were discussing it, I, I said something and I was like, oh, my tone just went up at the end of that. And it's not because I lacked confidence in what I was saying. It was because I was like, I don't know, maybe this is the way that it is, because that is very much the way that I think open mindedly. It could be this. It could be that. It could be this other thing. And that is true of tools. That is true of strategies. That is true of other people. And I agree with you. While she's entitled to write it however she wants, I think it would have come across very differently if she said, hey, I've noticed that sometimes your tone goes up like you're asking a question at the end of a statement. Are you aware of it? Is it intentional? Is there a reason for it? I know that sometimes that happens when people lack confidence. I don't know if you feel like sometimes the ideas you're presenting lack confidence, but have you considered that maybe it comes across that way? That's very different than, I've noticed this, you're probably unaware of it. It means that they, you sound unsure and you lack confidence. Like, eh. my first thought was like, in fact, we talked about this. It came in on a Tuesday and we were like, so, slow Tuesday? <laughs> you know, like, not even. And the, and the only thing we mean by that is, I can't imagine personally, and we're all different, right? I can't imagine personally on a Tuesday morning, be like, I've been meaning to email that podcaster about their tone of voice. You know I mean? Really? Who cares? <laughs> I, and it's totally, like, I welcome that feedback, but that was my first, my first sort of response was, I personally am, I have enough to do uh, that of all the things on my list today, I can't imagine a week where email that podcast about that, that podcaster about their tone of voice would make it to the on the list pile. Right. However, I'm glad that it did because it's a really great opportunity for me to reiterate that if I ever come across as like, my way is the way and I'm sure of this, please listen to somebody else. <laughs> Honest to God, I mean that because what I'm presenting here are things for your consideration that need to be implemented in your life in order for you to figure out if they're true for you or not. And I, I really feel strongly that if I come across as any other way, get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Like that's a red flag. What? 
that's just my two cents. I feel like maybe we should start recording these particular episodes on like a Friday night with a glass of wine or something. <laughs> Except for the fact that I'm pregnant. Yes. yes, I agree. But when that situation <laughs> changes, I totally agree. Okay. Then again, I feel like we're kind of spicy, not on the sauce. That's true. Yeah. With our energy plus at uh, eight in the morning. <laughs> right. All right. So <laughs> this one, this one stung deeply. And I'll tell you guys why. Uh, for a couple of reasons. <clears throat> Number one, this particular piece of feedback was not shared personally. It was shared publicly. It wasn't a private thing. This person left a one-star review of the podcast, um, which, hey, if you hate the podcast and you hate the message, like you are totally entitled. I, I want that feedback. Uh, I personally am one of those people that like, if I hate a restaurant, I'm going to speak to the manager about how I feel about it. I'm not going to go on the internet and like bash it. You know what I mean? I'm going to give them the opportunity to make it right or at least to explain themselves first. That's just me, though. And I know that not everybody operates that way. The other thing is it wasn't a one-star review because, you know, they think the audio quality is terrible or that it's not interesting or it's not helpful. This one-star review basically said that They would never listen to the podcast again because of episode 670. You remember episode 670, don't you? It was a Q&A that you and I did. I do. And you and I talked about this before we recorded it. This was a Q&A. You know what? I'm going to pull up right now so that I can can say the title uh, appropriately. So it was a Q&A that Sarah and I did, which means we answered questions that we get. And it was called Supplements, Side Hustles, Fear and Freedom, Listener Q&A with E.B. and Sarah. They said they would never listen again because this episode was purely to promote network marketing and to make me money on supplements. And I was like, oh, man, that is so not what it was. That is so not what it was. But now you have a one-star review, which impacts your overall rating of the podcast, and like that's that's not what it was. She said, now your show has turned into something that just promotes MLMs and pyramid schemes. And I was like, 100% not true. What I've done a couple of times um, when somebody says something like that is I'll have, I'll pay the money to go back three or four months and create transcripts for the episodes and have my VA do like a word count to figure out percentages. And it's something like in the last six months, 0.7% of the time have I mentioned anything about supplements or uh, network marketing or anything like that. Less than 1% of the content has been related to that. But, But here's the thing. So this person said, I'll never listen again. So they probably won't hear this. But for anybody else that was thinking that about this episode that was about supplements, It was about why I said yes to network marketing back in the spring um, and all the questions around that. We get questions about the supplements that I'm taking now and my network marketing business and how I came about that decision, like probably every day, if not most days. Would you agree with that? I would. And we answer every single question that comes in from you guys. So when you ask, do you believe in God? Are you a Christian? We we answer that. And we get so many questions about probiotics and the microbiome and network marketing and why I'm doing it and da 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 And I said, well, I thought about it for a while. And then I, and when I came up with what I wanted to do, I told Sarah about it and we were on the same page. I said, I can incorporate these questions every single week and have them come up on every single Saturday show. But I think people would be more likely to think that I'm just constantly promoting supplements or talking about how I'm involved in network marketing every week. And I didn't want to do that. So I said, let's just put them all in one show. When I made that decision, and and honestly, I I still feel like that was the right decision. I think in terms of the amount of criticism that we could have gotten, we would get way more for bringing it up every single week than for lumping it all together. So I thought about that and it was a real deliberate decision. We're not just going to not answer your questions. If you guys ask, we answer. That is just the way that it works. So that was a real deliberate decision. And as far as like 
me promoting the fact that I'm in a network marketing company. And Sarah, jump in here if you think that I'm that I'm wrong or you disagree or you have something to add to it. I've never asked anybody to join my team. Oh. And here's why. I don't want to work with anybody that I had to talk into it. But here's the deal. When I first decided that I wanted a separate stream of income, an additional stream of income, and that this particular company focused on the gut brain access, mental wellness, and mental fitness was the right thing for me. My first decision was I'll never talk about this on the podcast. And I said that for probably two months. I'll never talk about this on the podcast. Then there's a group of um, clients, especially in the master's club, that have been with me for years and I talk with regularly and they know much more about, you know, like my own journey and, and my life and my choices. And there was three or four of them who had reached out to me, um, one, because she lost her job and she was looking for a way to make money pretty quickly without a big investment of time or money. Um, and she was really passionate about health and wellness and fitness. I told her about the opportunity and she started on the products. And then there were a couple other people who had health challenges or hormonal challenges. And I shared with them that these products were really working very well for me. And they started taking the products. And it was them who came to me after having been on the products for anywhere from four weeks to eight weeks. And they said, EB, I understand why you're not talking about it on the podcast, but I think you're making the wrong decision. And here's why. And they all came to me separately and said basically the same, the same version of, of this idea, which is if you've found something that is improving your health, if you've found something that you're excited about, if you've found something that you know can help other people, either in terms of the impact they want to make on the world or their own health or their hormones or their fertility or their digestion or their immunity or their weight, if you've found something that can help all of these people who are struggling financially and you don't say it because you're worried that people are going to criticize you, that's not what you've always said you stand for. And it's more inauthentic not to share it and talk about it than to share it and talk about it. And I, when I did the July 4th episode, I shared with you guys that I was super nervous because I knew that people were going to come at me and not understand and think, oh my gosh, here she's going to come on the podcast trying to get us on her team. And I've never done that. But I have to say that they were very, very right that for me to find something that is improving my life and improving the lives of people around me in many ways, it has improved my health. I believe that it's fundamentally uh, a component of how and why I got pregnant. It is helping my finances and it's helping me create more freedom in my life and more time flexibility that was very important to me. That to not share it because of the people who would say, oh boy, here we go. Now EB's in one of those things and she's going to try and get all of us. That I would be limiting my impact based on fear of judgment and that's just not who I want to be. And I do get <laughs> that judgment and that pushback and that criticism. But here's what I've noticed about every single piece of criticism I've gotten on my decision to either become involved in adding an additional income stream of network marketing or in my decision to say so on my own podcast. Every single person who has criticized me has had a fundamental misunderstanding about this company and their products. Period. There's not anybody who understands the products and the business model and has come at me with a criticism. Not anybody. Because here's the deal. If you tell me that you've just bought a McDonald's franchise, well, I'm not necessarily going to go buy a McDonald's franchise, but you can bet your butt that I'm not going to criticize you for it. Because that's just like, welcome to we are all able to pursue our own best life in whatever way makes the most sense for us. You know, and I think I talked about this on an episode that I did on things I learned in my mastermind in 2019. I think that the most successful people are genuinely curious about all sorts of different businesses. Like when Sarah came in here and said that she was going to be getting a storefront for her business, Seasold, I had like a million questions for you. I mean, I really wanted to understand like, 
well, what's the lease and how does this work and how do people get paid and how often are you going to have to be there? And I have no desire to have a brick and mortar location, but I know that when people do different things in life and business and health and whatever, we all have an opportunity to learn from it. If you tell me that you love Zumba and Zumba is like the key to your fitness goals, well, I don't personally love Zumba. I'm absolutely open to like why you love it and I'm going to give you the space and the freedom to do whatever the hell you want to do that works for you. And sometimes people just attack based on assumptions and misunderstandings. And while I can take it, I don't like it. It hurts my feelings. But I can take it. It makes that person's life shittier. Like it really just does. If you are going to get fired up, like, oh, I'm never listening to this podcast again. I used to love it. But the second she said she was in network marketing, all of a sudden it's lost all value to me. Huh? I don't get it. I mean, I, tell me your thoughts on this because you and I you and I talked a lot about this after this review came in because I was like, I thought that was the right decision to do one episode instead of having it in all the episodes. I kind of still feel like it was the right decision. And I, I mean, just in a general thought, I think of podcast episodes as like episodes of a TV show. Yeah. And there's probably a series that you really love, but do you love every single episode with anything? Yeah. I, I would say no. And and if you're not in line with the message, then just skip the episode. Yeah. Uh, but I would say I completely agree with you, right? Allow people to do things differently. You don't have to love everything. Exactly. And if you're going to use your energy to like express your displeasure every time something doesn't align with the way you think, you're giving away a lot of your energy. And it doesn't mean I don't want the feedback, but like this person didn't even try to understand. They said, you've lost me as a listener. Like, okay. And, and you couldn't just stop listening. Like you have to go and leave a one-star review without trying to understand. I mean, that I don't personally operate that way. I understand that other people are free to, but more than that, if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably because you want to grow and change and improve your life. And if I have learned anything in 2019, it is that one of the best ways to grow and to become a better version of yourself is to be curious and to ask questions and to not just draw yourself to people who think exactly like you, because then you're going to stay exactly the same, but to be looking for people who are making different decisions and try to grow from it and learn from it and expand your perspective. What am I missing here? What do I not know here? Um, I think that's just a more successful way to live. I agree. This next one is kind of along those same lines. Um, this one actually came from somebody who was working with me at the time and uh, really took issue with the fact that I shared on the podcast that I was part of a network marketing company. Um, and this, this one hurt. Like this one still, even though in fairness, this person has come back and since apologized um, because my response was, uh, there are some misunderstandings here and I'd love to get on the phone with you and talk to you about it. Uh, which is the other thing. Like if you just leave a review on the podcast, um, I can't reply to you. There's no way for me to get back to you. But a lot of times people don't want to have a dialogue. They just want to like throw a stone. Mm -hmm. This person, I'll give them credit. They sent the email directly to me so I could reply. Um, and when I said, I'd love to get on the phone and clear up this misunderstanding, this person did come back and apologize. But, um, Essentially, they were expressing, we didn't include the first part of the email just so that there wasn't any identifying information, but um, they were really upset that I mentioned on the podcast, not only that I was part of network marketing, but then mentioned some of the products specifically, like Sarah and I love the energy product and like I'm drinking it right now and Sarah probably will have one in within the next hour or two. Um, and that's that's kind of the the context, even though... I've never said a word about network marketing or the products inside of the 12 Weeks to Transformation unless no. directly asked. Exactly. Never. So you want to read this one? I don't want to, but I will. Let's do it. Now, you don't push these products, and I see how they promote sales without pushing by having a blog or website, but the bottom line is that you are recommending these products, 
and this is a MLM slash pyramid scheme. I remember from your earlier podcast, you worked for a vitamin company or something and quit because you had hated the dishonesty in it. Then how then can you justify this? I am being honest here. I really love your story and your 12 weeks, but can't shake the assembly line feeling we are cattle in your ambition train. I struggle with why I didn't want to engage with you personally in these two sessions of 12 weeks and figured it was because it wasn't always pleasant to hear the truth or you aren't here to be my friend. You're here to make a change, but it's the underlying sincerity that you had in your earlier podcast that isn't there anymore. It makes me sad because you have an amazing message. I do not begrudge you making money, your sponsorships and the coaching is legit, but when your ambitions surpass your humanity, it's a shame. Like that's hard to hear. Mm-hmm. Even though this person has now apologized twice, um, it's still hard to hear. And I'll tell you that the reason it's hardest to hear is because it's so far from the truth of how I feel and how I operate. Um, there's so many different places to go with this. Uh, let's just start at the beginning. I appreciate that she says that I don't push these products because I don't. Um, The products are from an MLM or a pyramid scheme. Let's just call Primal Potential a pyramid scheme because to be clear, I'm at the top. There's not anybody in Primal Potential that's going to make more money than me. Anybody who comes in is underneath me and they're going to make less than me. And there's me and then there's a COO, and then there's several people under the COO. So whether we're talking about primal potential or we're talking about any corporation, this notion of the pyramid is the structure of most businesses unless they're like solopreneurs and you work by yourself. So I know pyramid scheme was like a big phrase in the 80s, but it's not the 80s anymore. And the reality when people think pyramid scheme is like a person at the top can't make more money. That's true for primal potential. That was true for my previous job. That's actually not true for network marketing companies. There are people who have come in under other people that make dramatically more money. And here's, here's the reality about network marketing. We all do it. Every single one of us do it. We're just not all getting paid for it. So let me tell you what I mean by that. Network marketing is when you tell somebody about a restaurant you love or a book you love and they go buy it, you just did what network marketing is. You just didn't get paid for it. So I had some initial reservations about network marketing. I'm not going to turn this into, you know, like why I said yes to this. But the first fundamental flaw is that there's something inherently wrong with network marketing, like it's a flawed business model. More than 60% of the women in the United States making over $100,000 do do so through network marketing. I know a lot of women listening to this podcast would love to be making over $100,000. 60% of women in the United States who make $100,000 or more do so through network marketing. While anybody can write anything on the internet, I hate to break it to you, not everything on the internet is true. The fact is that network marketing is a proven business model, and there are companies that do it well, and there are companies that do it poorly, okay? Fact. I I have a hard time when people lead with fundamentally flawed premises. Just like uh, I live this, there are contractors who do business well, and there are contractors who do business poorly, but that's not about the profession. It's about the individuals and the individual company that you're talking about. The same thing is true with lawyers. The same thing is true with retailers. The same thing is true with everything. Primal potential is more of a pyramid scheme than network marketing is. Let's just, you know, if you've got an issue with that, that nobody's going to come into primal potential tomorrow and make more from the company than I am, then your issue is with primal potential, not with network marketing. Let's start there. The second thing, I remember from your earlier podcast that you worked with a vitamin company or something and quit because you hated the dishonesty. Actually false. True that I worked for a supplement company. It was a network marketing company. I was on the corporate side. I've shared that. I quit because I didn't like the culture of the company that had everything to do with the people and nothing to do with network marketing. So there were a ton of distributors on the distributor side of that company that were making six and seven figures, like a lot of people. 
And there were a lot of people making no money. But I mean, that's true across the world, right? There are individuals who are making a ton of money and there are individuals who are making very little or no money. The reason I left that job, I had lost a lot of weight and I had a position where part of my job was to train people about the products. And so what would happen when I would go to do these speaking events, and sometimes they were in front of 20,000 or more people in an arena, people would say to me, oh my gosh, Elizabeth, you've changed so much. Which products are you taking? And I wasn't taking their products, which has nothing to do with network marketing and just the fact that my approach at that time was very much based on food and movement. And I felt like I didn't want to hurt the company by saying, I'm not taking any of these products. And I also wasn't willing to be dishonest about it. And I always wanted to work for myself and I wanted to share my story and I wanted to help other people. And I couldn't do that in that role. So management had a lot of personality things going on and culture things that I didn't like. And I had made this big change in my life and wanted to share it and couldn't do it with the role that I had. And that's why I quit. So that's just fundamentally flawed. Okay, so how can I justify this? First, I don't think I have to. I don't have to justify that I invest in real estate. You know, I'm happy to, but I don't think I have to. I don't have to justify why I'm not getting married. I can, but I don't think I have to. And I don't think I have to justify why I chose to participate in network marketing, though I will and I also have. What I did was I said if people listening to the podcast wanted to hear more about it, they could reach out to me individually, but I didn't want to use this platform to go into why this company turned from a hell no into a hell yes. But I would be happy to have those conversations with people who are interested. I could make way more money if I had these conversations right here on the podcast. And up until this point, I've chosen not to. And I'll be very frank. A big part of the reason I've chosen not to, even though I know it could help a lot of people in a lot of ways, because of comments like this that hurt my heart. They just That's just a fact. I wish that I could say, eh, let him go. But I'm human and I have feelings. So... I don't think I have to justify it. I choose not to justify it on the podcast. If you want to hear me justify it, you can reach out to me individually. My email address is Elizabeth at Primal Potential, and I ask you to be kind. There's that. Um, cattle in my ambition train. <laughs> That's just unkind. I get it. If you feel that way, I want to hear it. But I will communicate with you with kindness, and I appreciate if you communicate with me with kindness. First of all, 90% of what I do is free. I turn down at least 95% of the sponsorship opportunities. Honest to God, it's probably more than that because I probably get two emails a week every single week for at least the last three years from people who are like, hey, If you do five 60-second spots on your podcast, we'll give you $2,000 to talk about our product. I could do that on every single episode and line my products and I choose not, and line my pockets and I choose not to. I still respond to every email that comes in. It's either me or it's Sarah or it's Irily, but like if we wanted, if we just had an ambition train, we'd be like, you know what? We're giving our time to the people who pay. Fact. But we don't operate that way. So that's just not factual. Um, All right. The underlying sincerity that I had in my earlier podcast isn't there anymore. I totally respect if this person feels this way. They've since come back and said they don't feel that way, but I do want to address it regardless. I feel like I have more of a heart for this work now than I did when I started. Because when I started, it was only based on me. Now I've had the great pleasure to see so many people transform their lives. In fact, and I don't even know that I can say this without crying. um, When we were at Ascend in November, on one night there was a dinner that was just the Masters Club. Actually, it was the Masters Club and my boyfriend and my mom and her husband and my sister because they all came to Ascend and they came to dinner with us. And um, 
it was a family style meal, but there were maybe like four or five different tables. I think there was what, was there like 50 of us total there that night? Yeah. Something like that. And, um, the next day I was talking to my mom before our session started and she said, you know, I was sitting with two ladies last night at dinner and they both were in tears saying that the work that I do had saved their marriage. That's a big deal to me. And every single day I have the great pleasure of talking to people who have changed their lives because of the 12 Weeks to Transformation, because of Chasing Cupcakes, because of the podcast, ultimately because of their own work, but inspired by work that I do. So I feel more passionate about this work now than I did at the start because it's more real to me now because I have more impact now because I work with more people now. I feel a deeper and greater sincerity now than I did then, you know? And then the last one is, you know, when your ambitions surpass your humanity, it's a shame. When I first read that, I thought, what is that? Like, let me just think about what that even means. If you say that somebody's ambition has surpassed their humanity, it means that they care more about their own profit than they do about people. And while anybody can say what they want to say, that is not how I feel. I don't think my work reflects that. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the only thing I can say about that is that from speaking from me, the only one who can judge my ambitions, um, that's just not true. So that's a hard one to talk about. Do you have any thoughts about that? Because you and I have talked about this one a lot. And also, for whatever it's worth, you chose to be a wellness partner in the same exact network marketing company that I'm a part of. So I'm sure when you read these things, like you have the same sort of like, that's just not true kind of reaction. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. That's exactly how I felt. And also, the comment in there about you working for a vitamin company before, it just, that's part of the reason why I trusted you so much because you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like I don't love the science behind things and you were able to, prov to provide me with that and say like, this is a great product and, and it works yeah. and I trust your word. And that's exactly why I hopped on board. Like, great. This is something that I could use. People in my life could benefit from it. And I'm so happy that you shared it with me also. Um, it, the whole the the whole thing really it really frustrates me and I was just sitting here thinking like I mean we're about to wrap up this episode and that just bummed me out I know and I was I was talking to a couple of friends um who are in a similar space they're business partners one's a podcaster and she said her business partner reads all of this feedback and she the podcaster doesn't get any of it and I was like I totally get it she said I have to protect myself from that and on the one hand I really feel that way like this still, this was weeks ago, and it still makes me cry. And it still hurts my heart. And I can choose again and again to set it down. Um, and I'm grateful for the platform, for anybody who had similar thoughts or feelings to like clarify. But I also think it's really important for all of us to, in, including me, to think about the way that we speak. And to think about, you know, what is the difference here between, this is a question we ask in Chasing Cupcakes and in the 12 Weeks to Transformation, what is the difference between what's actually happening and how I feel about what's happening? And I don't want to, you know, as I said at the start, she came back, she apologized twice now, and I, I appreciate that. But when you say something or you write something that is based on assumption and it hurts somebody, you can't undo that. And my commitment that I really want to work on in 2020 is not holding back based on fear. Because I'll be honest, I do. I would love to do an episode on why this was a hell yes for me and why I think so many people could change their health and change their families and change their finances with an opportunity like this or, you know, not even this company. I don't even know that I've ever said the name on the podcast, to be honest with you, very intentionally, though, again, I'd make more money if I did. Because the people who are on my team are benefiting from it 
in their health and in their finances. And that makes me feel really good. And the reason I haven't talked more about it is because of a personal desire to not get some of this misinformed feedback. But I don't want to live that way. And, and honestly, the reason that I feel so strongly about this and I feel disappointed in myself for having censored something I'm excited about to avoid negative feedback is because, God damn it, I don't want my daughter to live like that. Like if I want to play a little smaller because I'm scared, that feels safer and easier. But that is the last thing in the world that I want for my daughter. And that's the last thing in the world I want for any of you. And I know in order for her to not live like that, I can't live like that. And I'm, I'm working through that. But I want to be better about that in 2020. I want to do what I know is right and good not censored by, oh, geez, we're going to get a lot of crap for this one. And I want to encourage you guys, even if it has nothing to do with me, to just be a little bit more mindful about the criticism you share to others and the way you talk about other people and especially what you communicate to other people. If the world needs more of anything, it's more supportive people. Sarah and I talk about this a lot because, you know, we're both business owners And sometimes we're stunned by the lack of support that we get from people in our personal circles, you know, Um, and, and we've talked about this a lot. Like, it's so easy to like somebody's post, to put a comment, to say congratulations, to share something that they do. Why do so many people not support the growth and ambition and achievements of other people. And I don't think we're going to really figure that out. I think part of it comes down to jealousy and part of it comes down to thinking that if they're successful, that you somehow are less than, which isn't true. It's just a perspective. But if we had to leave on any single note here, the most important one is please don't let this deter you from sending your feedback. We genuinely want your feedback. We just want people to think about maybe making assumptions or being unkind in that feedback. But if you have criticism, we want to hear it. Genuinely, we want to hear it because we want to do better and we want to get better. And the second thing is work to be really supportive of the different paths and approaches that people around you take. If you don't want to learn from it, at least be their cheerleader instead of their critic. And I think that that will not only make all of us more willing to take risks in life, but it will also make all of us happier, you know? What are your final thoughts before we do a a giveaway? Just keep in mind and remember that there's humans on the other end of these emails. Like you're actually reading it. You, not like there's no filter. Yeah. And, And maybe if you do have criticism or comments, write them in a way that maybe you would say it to your mom or your best friend. Or you would be proud to have your name attached to it on the internet. Exactly. Yes. Like if we announced your name on this podcast here, would you be comfortable with that? Yeah. Just kind of keep that in mind. Yeah. And I do, I I know I just said this, but I want to say it again. We do welcome the feedback that is positive and also constructive. There's just a difference between constructive based on fact and constructive based on totally wild misconceptions and misunderstandings. So we have a winner today. We do. And you know what? Let's give away one of those network marketing products, (laughs) shall we? I think that's so appropriate. We'll give away the one that I am drinking right now that I know you will make up because I just know your patterns. You'll you'll make one up here in the next couple hours. Mm -hmm. Let's give away a box of the uh, Energy Plus. And we would love to hear what you think of them once you try them. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So I just have to add a caveat here. The person who sent that last bit of feedback about my ex- my ambitions exceeding my humanity was initially a customer, had bought one of these supplements that I take from this company, then sent that feedback, then apologized. Then when I couldn't get that person on the phone, they came back and they said they really loved the product and they, they hated that they ran out and they wanted more. And I'm, I'm not saying that to like give that person crap. I, in fact, give that person tons of credit for not running and hiding and for having a conversation and being willing to get on the phone and then for being honest enough to be like, I actually really like this and I ran out and I kind of feel like I have my tail between my legs. Like that takes a, a big person. It really does. So um, that's what we're going to give away today to somebody who shared on Instagram. Do you want to share the winner as well as how other people can win? Yes. The winner today is, and this is this Instagram handle? Yes. Okay. 
april.live.love.fitness. And there are three ways that you can win. One is to write a review of the podcast on Apple iTunes. Mm -hmm. The other is to tag on social media. Yep. Elizabeth Benton or Primal Potential. That's right. And you can also leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon, but we give something away every single Saturday. Today's winner, the Instagram handle is april.live.love.fitness. Email sarah at primalpotential.com to have us ship out your prize within 60 days, and um, you can win next week. Anybody can win next week. All right. We'd love to know, too, what you thought of this episode. Do you like the good, the bad, the ugly? What do you think? Is it helpful to hear these conversations? Um, And we'll kind of go from there. Everybody have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.